Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Bowler, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of 30 Minute Thrive. We've kind of got a special episode today because we're joined with two awesome HR professionals from our Ohio division. Katie Colson is our HR director at MRA company K West Group. has been there for a little over seven years, but she has over 17 years of overall HR experience and is really passionate about the work she does and is coming with a lot of great advice and knowledge today. And our second guest is Rebecca Jacobs. She's general counsel and director at MRA Ohio. And with 25 plus years of employment law experience, she really ensures that our members are well supported in their HR and talent development needs. So I'm really excited to talk about the shift from operational to strategic HR with you both today. But before we get into that, Rebecca, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about why we brought Katie onto the podcast today and maybe a little bit about how you two have worked together in the past. Sure, sure. Um, in Columbus, I'm also the uh, facilitator for our in-person Columbus Roundtable. And Katie has been a very active member of our roundtables for quite some time. And I realized as we were meeting every month and, and people are getting to know each other and talking through issues and questions, just the wealth of knowledge and experience that she has. And then um, just getting a chance to, to talk to her and, and see what, what she has to offer um, with all of our, our roundtable attendees. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Katie, for joining us. Well, let's dive right into the first question. And that's really talking about what is the benefit of transitioning from operational HR to strategic HR? And Katie, you can kind of start us off with this one. Yeah, so I really think that this happened for me um, during COVID um, with Quest Group, um, and it really was taking the organization and leading them in a time of uncertainty through that time and making sure that they were successful throughout it. Um, so that would be like the number one benefit for me. And I think that for all organizations, this is a huge benefit because it really puts HR at the forefront and it doesn't leave people questioning, well, what do we have an HR department for? Absolutely. Rebecca, do you have anything? To oh, add? absolutely. Um, the Probably the best benefit is the fact that the senior leaders do see HR as being that strategic business partner. The, the thing that we would like to avoid in HR is for the business leaders to be off making strategy, thinking that payroll is just, there, or I'm sorry, the HR is there just to run payroll and make sure people get their, their health insurance and plan company parties once in a while, but to actually have HR involved in there so that they're not making decisions that then are difficult for HR to provision and support. Mm -hmm, absolutely. We're kind of moving on to some of the key challenges. What are some of the key challenges that HR departments face when trying to shift from this operational to strategic roles and how do you overcome that? 
I think one of the biggest things, honestly, is getting stuck in the day-to-day. You're sorting through all of these weeds um, and you're just down at that level where you're so embedded into what is going on day to day, um, just so that the business is operating rather than focusing on that long-term planning and that climate for the, you know, on the business for the strategies to be successful. So that's, I think that's a key challenge um, on my end. Another challenge that I've heard from talking to multiple HR professionals, especially in the Ohio region, is is getting their senior leadership to accept that they need to be involved in strategic decisions and and moving them past that mindset of, oh, HR is in this box and these are the things they're going to take care of. So that is another huge challenge is the the mindset of the other leaders. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's got to be on board, right? So how can HR professionals and HR leaders then align their goals and objectives with the overall strategic direction of the organization? Either one of you can jump in on this one. I think Rebecca was saying it really well earlier, you know, making sure HR has that seat at the table for those strategic initiatives, because it's not about the party planning. It's not just about the payroll. It's not just about sorting through those weeds um, and being able to have that seat at the table to make sure that the goals that they are focused on, again, not just the day-to-day, but those long-term long term align with the mission and the values and the overall company vision going forward. And, and a key aspect of this too is just making sure that you're taking the time, and I know Katie's a great example of this too, just taking the time to talk to all of the business leaders and one-on-one talking to them, what are your challenges? What are your opportunities? Where do you want to go? What are some things that you're thinking about doing in the future? And really not only demonstrating that you're that good business partner, but also getting to know them well enough so that you can see, okay, I see that they have the strategy where they want to enter in this particular geographic region. Let's talk about how HR can, can help them with recruiting in that area, or thinking about who can who's here, who can work remote in that area area and really coming alongside them and understanding what they need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know, Katie, you've had firsthand experience with this, but what are some of the best practices that, I mean, you would recommend for HR professionals to develop and implement strategic initiatives that really drive the that organizational success? Yeah. So I've, I've found that throughout the years and the different organizations I've worked for, worked for, um, that there's like a six step process for me that really works well. Um, so the first thing obviously is going through that planning phase, determining who is going to own what in, um, that organization success and those strategic initiatives. Um, and then obviously setting and writing down that long-term, uh, clear strategy or strategies. Um, obviously if we don't write it down, it's not, it's not going to be enforced. Um, and then delegating some of that work. Remember, you've got to get out of the weed. So who is it? And if you're an HR department of one, um, get a buddy in some other functional area to help you out to delegate some of that work. Um, and then obviously executing the strategies, monitoring the progress and performance. Um, scorecards are amazing, which we can talk about in a few minutes, but I absolutely love scorecards. Um, and then make chan- changes to those plans where necessary. And then obviously rinse and repeat. Good best practices. It's a good list. Rebecca, do you have anything to add? I know that was. I I cannot add anything to that. That (laughs) I I love numbered lists. (laughs) 
Love it. Well, awesome. Katie, I know you said you could talk a little bit more about this, but how can HR professionals effectively leverage that data and analytics to make informed decisions and contribute strategically to the organization? Yeah, so I briefly talked about scorecards and I I like to joke with my team personally and they, you know, we have good fun with this, but I am a people person, not a numbers person. So data and analytics is not my favorite thing, but having a scorecard and, you know, an HR scorecard can be something as simple as, you know, if you're trying, trying to build up your workforce and train them, um, you know, having that metric to say, okay, this is the percentage of workforce that is going to be trained in 2023. And then we want to see an improvement to that in 2024. Again, getting with the strategic um, other uh, functional areas is what's going to help drive that scorecard and what you put on it. Um, but training is definitely at the forefront for us now. So that's why I, I mentioned that one. And then another one is obviously understanding that you, the people within your functional area, and then obviously the other functional area leaders, that those people um, match with the values and the vision of the organization. So having that data into a scorecard is what I call it, um, is extremely helpful and helps make the decisions so that the the organization continues to strategically move forward. Rebecca, any other advice on this one? No, but can I ask Katie a question, follow-up question on that Oh, one? absolutely. Okay. So can you talk a little bit about how you're able to influence those hiring decisions to make sure that you're bringing in those people who are going to be supporting the, the mission and values of the organization? Yeah. So I have an amazing HR generalist. She actually started as an intern. She's been with our company for three years now. Um, and I kind of trained her on the processes that I used and she tweaked them a little bit. But the entire time we have focused on on a pre-interview process. So this is where someone in HR makes that connection with the resume, looks it over and says, okay, this looks good. Or maybe they're a referral from someone, which we require like a, a statement from the person referring them saying why they would be a good fit at the organization. But in the pre-screen interview, if they're not a referral, that's one of the the questions we focus on, like, why do you feel you would be a good fit for our company? Um, because that's that's the most important question that we can ask. And then we can get into the skills. Again, skills can be taught. Um, there, are, there are some personal values um, that aren't e able to be taught as easily as a skill could be taught. So we, we really like to focus on that pre-interview to make sure that we're bringing the right talent in the organization and then putting them in front of the hiring manager. Yeah, great, great follow-up question, Rebecca. Thank you. Um, do either of you have any innovative approaches or tools that HR departments can really adopt to transform that operational to strategic functions? Well, something that comes up a lot in our roundtable is talking about relying on the different features of your HRIS system to be able to automate as much as you can and kind of pull some things out of the out of the pull yourself out of the weeds a little bit. Like how much of your documentation uh, completion and storage and retention can you do on your HRIS? Can you leverage the uh, performance management? Um, program that you have in there as well. So we, we talk a lot about the, um, you know, what we can do with our systems to, to get ourselves kind of out of the weeds. I don't know how innovative that is to, to rely heavily on HRS because it seems like it's something that people have been doing for a really, really long time. But I think that a lot of times we end up with these systems where we've only scratched the surface 
of the functionality that we have there. And every so often it's good to take a step back and say, well, what are we missing? What, what additional functionality that can save time for us are we not digging into? I, I would agree with uh, Rebecca on that. Um, and I think that, you know, technology HRS can be innovative. Um, so I, I think that that's a good point. Um, I know this is a slippery slope, but kind of talking about like AI and chat GPT, um, there are certain things that you can use, um, for example, job descriptions, like getting help in writing your job descriptions, and then obviously having them reviewed by legal counsel to make sure that there's nothing funny in there. Um, I think Rebecca would agree with me <laughs> on that one. Um, and then the other thing with which I, um, I'm part of um, another roundtable because we're an employee-owned company. Um, actually, thanks to Rebecca, I, I help uh, co-champion this other one. But um, one of the things that came up was uh, for benefits, like people spend a lot of time like just filling out papers, entering stuff into systems. Um, so again, going back to that technology piece, we have a, um, a great broker that has a great system that automates about 80% of the work for us. Um, so being able to have that even offloaded, that can help you go from operational to strategic. You're not spending as much time, again, in the weeds, um, filling out the paperwork, and you can focus on other important areas of the business. And you both just talked about kind of the skills and the transformation of skills you need from operational to strategic. So how can HR professionals really enhance their business acumen and understanding of the industry to provide that strategic insight and value to the company? Well, I'm going to say this first and foremost, getting involved in those HR groups, MRA, um, any human resources group that you can find. And there's a lot of them out there. You've just got to find the ones that fit you. Um, obviously very involved with this group and, and some others that are industry relative for us. Um, another big thing is attending employment law updates. Whoever your legal counsel is, um, they often provide free webinars, free in-person seminars um, so that you can get those law updates that you need to, again, push you forward um, and getting that strategic insight. So maybe there's something that's pending um, legally on the federal level or state level, you can be prepared for that before it even actually goes into effect. Um, and then the last one that I absolutely love is making those colleague friends on LinkedIn to expand your knowledge network. Um, none of us know everything, but having more resources and people in your network helps expand that knowledge within the group. And you can reach out and ask people, hey, has anyone experienced this? Um, again, saving time and helping provide some insights as to how it, well it went or what they might have done differently um, and just helping, again, push more into the strategic rather than the operational. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. Rebecca, anything to add on that one? Yeah, yeah. I would also suggest um, looking through the catalog of the MRA training opportunities and seeing what's out there in terms of um, business acumen, financial training for HR professionals. Yes. I know that when I was, um, when I was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of drafting and dreaming up like a, a strategic track for an for an HR class. That was a, a big piece of it was the the financial understanding, the business acumen, and um, in addition to other things like how how do you select your third party vendors and and things like that. So definitely take advantage of the training that's out there. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up training because I was going to ask um, how HR professionals could develop the necessary skills to not only the acumen. So good advice. 
So what are the potential risks then and pitfalls that HR departments should you know, be aware of when they're undergoing the transformation to operational to strategic roles? I think one of the things is, you know, making sure that we're analyzing the right data and, you know, what really is impacting our organization long-term and having that seat at the table is going to help them be aware of that, uh, you know, what the strategic focus is and not you know, analyzing the wrong data. Um, and then again, the other big thing that we've talked a lot about is, you know, not delegating and getting stuck in that day to day. There are sometimes that's one of the biggest struggles that we face when we move from operational to strategic is saying, okay, well, I don't know if this person is doing this right, or I, 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 I don't know, um, or I want to still have my hand in this. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's, it's those types of things and not being able to delegate and you're right back in the weeds and back in the operational. And I would add to that that communication is absolutely key. We never want to be in a situation where we're, we're in scope creep with our strategy or uh, someone's making an assumption that, that this is why we're going after this, this goal and they're moving in that direction, but we're not continually talking with each other to make sure we're on the same page. And then also from the aspect of who's handling the operational task, just making sure that you're communicating with those individuals who have been delegating that to make sure that they feel supported and that they're able to accomplish the things they need to. For sure. And Katie, when we were kind of chatting before, you mentioned you had almost kind of build up your HR from the ground up and with an HR department of one. So that kind of poses the question for those who also operate as an HR department of one, what can that single person do to think and act more strategically and not just operationally, even though that might be kind of difficult to balance both? Yeah, so we're all HR superheroes, right? Um, and starting in a role, um, the company I'm with now, they had 86 employees when I started. So it was an HR department of one. Um, but it was also building up the HR department and the function um, and what HR really looked like. So it was kind of really neat to start out in a role like that, um, helping develop a really nice handbook. Um policies, procedures, trainings, um, and kind of moving from there. So laying that foundation, like Rebecca had asked about earlier, you know, getting people in the door, hiring the right people. It was putting a foundation of the right interviewing process and that whole onboarding experience in place to make sure as we were growing the company that we were doing the right things from the start um, to build it up with a firm foundation. Um, so as an HR professional of one, when I was doing that, I, I won't lie. I mean, I felt like some days I was, I was working a lot more hours than other days. Um, but I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Like as we were growing, I knew the expectation. I knew with the strategic development and growth, um, what was expected and what they wanted to see happen. So I knew when I put these foundations in place, where I was going to be a few years from now, um, with that growth in mind. So making sure that whatever those tools were that were developed and the foundation that was developed could be passed on to the HR generalist, the workplace wellness coordinator. Um, but in the meantime, when I didn't have those really leveraging like our brokers, um, the payroll team, um, the other functional areas of the business to make sure that there was still that balance where I could handle some of the day-to-day, -day, but also have the time to focus on strategic. And then finding time in between there to pop on webinars to learn a few things. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you gave advice on balancing both operational and strategic, because even though we're talking about the 
the transformation to strategic, it doesn't mean those operational tasks ever go away. Yeah. So Rebecca, anything to add on this one before we're no. here to wrap mm-hmm. up? All right, well, as we kind of wrap up here and run out of time, how can HR professionals collaborate with other departments in the organization and cross-functional teams to align those HR strategies with the broader organizational objectives? So for me, I think one of the things that I thought about with this was, you know, having that strategic seat at the table and understanding, you know, revenue goals, um, you know, the things that make the business successful and the role that HR plays in helping, you know, achieve those, those big goals. Um, and it, 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 it can't be just HR working in a silo. You have to work with the other functional departments um, to make sure that, you know, you're able to meet that that big goal. Um, so, I mean, for me personally, it's working with our operations team to ensure that we have the right people in the right seats. It's working with our accounting team to make sure that we're, you know, staying on budget um, and, you know, focusing on the right numbers, analyzing the right data. Um, it, it's working with, you know, the president and the CEO to to ensure that we're still on track for these big goals. And if we're not, where we need to be having the conversations to, to shift that focus. Rebecca, any mic drop moments here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just think that um, you know, Katie is a wealth of knowledge and her her story and, and not only how she got there, but also the things she's been able to achieve in that strategic role. I mean, we could have a whole nother podcast just talking about <laughs> the amazing initiatives that she has spearheaded. And every time we get together for roundtable, we're like, well, tell us more. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you both for being on 30 Minute Drive podcast today and sharing your expertise on transforming HR from operational to strategic. And to our listeners, if you like the chat today, comment your favorite tip you learned from today and make sure to share the episode. And don't forget, consider joining Emory if you are not a member already. We have all the resources you need in the show notes below, including Katie and Rebecca's bio and LinkedIn profile if you'd like to get in touch with them and expand your network. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in today and thank you both again for the great info and we'll see you next week. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.